serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets leave you blind and welcome everybody to the lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm with dave and connor dave stevens connor ennis i am tony pervenanzi david sterling was on assignment. Nope, he is just probably enjoying the uh, nice weather in Florida, or he didn't want to be on this podcast to talk about last night's game because it wasn't the greatest game in the world. But whatever his reasons are, he's not here. So. I mean, to That's be right. fair, we should we should say it is Easter. I'm sure he's still celebrating with his family, and it just got sure. a little late. That's all that happened. Sure, yeah. so, sure. It's all I have. Happy sure. Easter, everyone! By the way, happy so. Easter. Yeah. Happy, happy Easter. The late Easter. Late Easter. Um. Guys, we have a very special guest on the podcast, uh, uh, an interview we recorded just uh, about uh, half an hour ago with uh, Sean Bigness, who is the, uh, what's his, his first team, the first team equipment manager, first team, I always screw that up, first team equipment manager for the Loons, I know we've seen some articles about him, had some videos, uh, he was kind enough to stop by and talk to us, we will play that interview uh, after we get done talking about our beers, so uh, we'll play that right before we talk about the uh, the loons game. So, uh, guys, like you said, it was it is Easter weekend. It is Easter today. Uh, this weekend was pretty freaking nuts. Uh, had Friday off. Uh, Dave and I went to Dave and Buster's on Friday. Uh, took my girls and my niece and my daughter's friend all Dave and Buster's. Dave messed out there. We had some beers, played some games, had a good time. Um. Saturday, you know, was the same deal. I went to lunch, had some beers, enjoyed myself, lost on uh, pull tabs. And then today, of course, Easter with um, both my families doing that stuff. So it's been a very, very, very long and very quick weekend for me. Uh, took my daughter out driving for the first time yesterday uh, in a parking lot. So uh, I don't think I have any new gray hairs yet. <laughs> I can't see. I'll probably get there. Do, but... probably yeah, get at least there. you weren't. You ever see that episode of uh, Bob's Burgers where Bob takes Tina out to drive in the parking lot for the first time? No. No. He, so basically, basically, he's just he's letting Tina go behind the wheel, and mm-hmm. there's the parking lot is empty except for one other car, and she starts driving toward that car. Of course. Basically. Yeah. The way it works. Yep. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, that was it was interesting to get her out driving a little bit. Uh Dave, Jiminy, good things going on this weekend? Well, no, I mean you touched on it, started out the weekend the weekend the right way, had a had a uh, thanks to the holiday, had a long weekend and yeah, it was fun meeting you and your girls out for uh lunch and some games and beers at Dave and Buster's. That was fun. It's in my neighborhood. That was a great way to kick off the weekend and then basically my priority kind of shifted to uh just enjoying some of this warmer weather now on the weekend for a change. So that was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just made a point of getting outside and then, um, yeah. And then rolling into Easter here on Sunday. Yeah. It was fun to get down. I went down to Apple Valley where my parents live, went to their house and yeah, had a nice Easter Sunday celebration, watched the little twins, watched some of the masters and, uh, yeah. Wrapping it up with a nice podcast here. So yeah, unfortunately I wish I could be talking about the sporting weekend a little better better terms it was a sad weekend for both our loons of course we'll get to and my minnesota gophers who lost the national championship uh hockey game last night so yeah rough sporting weekend but hey at least we had some great weather on this easter weekend so i'm i'm happy for that 
Connor, did you do anything fun this weekend? Uh, what did I do this weekend? Um, yesterday we went. Oh God, the weekend went by so fast. I don't even remember. Um, so yeah, basically just yesterday morning, I I hung out with uh, with my son while my wife went out to brunch. So it was a nice little father son morning. Uh, and then we went to a birthday party in the afternoon uh, up in Blaine, and that was fun. Uh, Austin was running around everywhere, and uh, just uh, we were hanging around. My friend Eddie turned forty, so wow. it was a big it was a big birthday, but it was awesome. It was barbecue. It was nice and warm out, and it was mm-hmm. awesome. To, and today we uh, we just had some we we had some Easter brunch uh, with some uh, yeah we had some Easter brunch with my. Uh, my stepmom and my dad, and so it was it was awesome, and just a couple other things, yeah. yeah. So, so you guys yeah. for your Easter meals, do you do? I like so at my parents' house today, we did the classic Easter ham, is what I'd call it, Cla- mm-hmm. just classic yeah. traditional. Is that what you guys did, or yeah? Uh, you said no, brunch, we, Connor. That's kind of why I went there. See, gotcha. maybe, maybe you had an eggs Benedict or something like that. But. No, we we they made an egg bake and like a sweet potato uh, mash dish or something like that. It was, uh, which ended up being very good. You could sprinkle some brown sugar on it. It was awesome, and uh, we brought some fruits and uh, had a few beers on the way too. So nice, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. Well. Speaking of beers, guys, it is Easter Sunday. Of course, we are drinking tonight, and I will go first. Um, let's see. I've got, I think I talked about this on last week's podcast. It is the Hauenstein beer from uh, down New Alm. It is not a, uh, I don't think it has anything to do with, um, with uh, what do you call it, which, which um shells but uh, it's its own brewery it's been around since 1864 it's just a it's a really good lager so um head on the podcast before it's good if you see it in the liquor stores uh grab a six pack i think they're only like eight eight or nine bucks and uh it's like old style beer so that's about that nice. uh dave what are you drinking tonight well, I don't have a new brewery and I don't have a new beer, but I've got, I, I, I saw this in the store and I was like, oh, wow, I have not had this in, in, in a long time. It's been too long. Um, friend of the podcast, we've done a, a podcast at this brewery. I went with Inbound um, down in the North Loop of Minneapolis. It's a stone store from Target Field. Twins Home Opener was this past Thursday. I don't know kind of like a stretch but sounded appropriate but i do love that brewery i do love this beer fruit of the loop is what i got and that's a uh i think you guys have probably had it but it's the west coast ipa that they offer and it's just a really i i remember it and it's been a while but i remember it just as being just a summer beer weather is starting to warm up it just i love it um i don't know what makes it a west coast ipa exactly connor you could probably answer that but uh basically i i the fun thing about this is it does have it features uh, as far as its hops it features the amarillo hops mm, amarillo okay. hops but amarillo mm. hops and idaho seven so it's it's basically like you'd probably expect floral and fruity at the same time but it's just a real easy drinker i mean it is 6.4 not over the top strong but uh yeah, just a delicious beer from a great brewery. So that's why I went yeah. with it. All right. Great. Uh, Connor, what do you got tonight? Uh, I am not sure if this is a new brewery. I don't think I, I don't have my list up in front of me. 
Um, it's from Bear Cave Brewing in Hopkins. And it's, uh, you know what? I want to bring my list up and just see if I have had this. All right. Well, we're saying that. I got to go back to this because this is Fruit of the Loop is one of like the flagship beers at Inbound. I forgot to mention this. I wanted to. And so it's I think it's been around since they opened, basically. And uh, they call it. uh, I'll just read this off. The the bright, sweet, dank brews best enjoyed with Saturday morning cartoons. Hence the Fruit of the Loop, you know, breakfast cereal. But I'd say it also goes with Saturday morning soccer as well for any EPL fans. Sure. Sure. All right, awesome. Well, Bear Cave Brewing is a new brewery, um, and and yeah, I am drinking their Mister California, um, which is a West Coast IPA, just like yours, Dave. And um, you know, I want to say it is the type of hops that makes it a West Coast IPA. There are a couple. There are a couple of different uh, types of hops that can make it. In this case, uh, the one that stands out for me, they have Cascade hops in there, uh, and that's uh, that makes it a West Coast IPA. Very bitter, and it, man, this is good. This is really, really good. Um, very bitter, very piney, um, and it's it's seven point five, so not overly alcoholic, but just enough, uh, uh, just enough to kind of get you a little buzz for that Saturday on the patio, and yeah, it's it's awesome, and it's I I want to go back to Bear Cave uh, Brewing again because the the tap the, the tap room looks awesome and they they have a patio outside too nice yeah well i got i mean supposedly now the predictions are that we're supposed to hit our first 70 on tuesday and our first potential 80 on wednesday that is right so we yeah could, we hit both in the same week which would be and nice and then we sh- we shoot back down to the 40s on the weekend so we do yeah, yeah it's true it's true <laughs> is it down to the That's, 40s now i thought it yeah, was 60s it's, I, I no. well, last I checked, I think I checked this morning. It, it was showing highs of like forty something, low forties for highs on Saturday and Sunday. So this is why I don't like saying it's the last snowfall of the year. Well, it may yeah. very well be, but yeah. just don't get used yeah. to those eighties at least. <laughs> yeah, no, don't get used to that. Uh, we'll be spending if it doesn't indeed hit eighty on Wednesday. We'll be spending Wednesday afternoon on the patio at Boondocks. We'll get our first uh, patio beer of the season, which would be nice. Um, guys, we did talk to uh, Sean Bigness uh, from the Loons. Uh, we're now going to listen to our interview with him, and when we come back for the interview, we will get jump into the Loons game from last night. So, uh, take a listen to our interview with Sean Bigness. And we are here with Sean Bigness. Uh, he is the first team. What is it? Uh, I'm going to screw this up. Sean, why don't you tell us what you actually are here? Uh, I'm the first team equipment manager for Minnesota United. Um, basically, what that entails is I make sure that the team is ready to play soccer. Oh, okay. So basically, you're the you know the the balls, the equipment, the I'm saying cleats. Do you deal with cleats? Yeah, or cleats. Want to be more cultured? Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. The ju- <laughs> Jerseys, of course. Yep. Right. Jer- All that yeah. stuff. Jerseys. The kit. The kit. Yeah. Pants, shorts, gloves, hats. Um, okay. Special needs. Okay. Well, Sean, uh, thanks for coming on with us today. Uh, really appreciate you taking time out of your Easter Sunday to uh, to join us. Um, 
first question, Sean, how did you get into to being an equipment manager? I mean, where'd you, where'd you come from? Um, well, as you can tell from my sweatshirt, I'm from Chicago originally. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on a second. Hold on a second. You're from Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Let's stop this podcast right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chicago, Chicago, love, Chicago. love Chicago. Love Chicago, uh, Sean. I love Chicago. Um, but I should specify because, you know, the next question I always get is, oh, you're actually from Chicago. I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, I actually was at one point. But, you know, I guess where I what I call my home is Orland Park, Illinois. It's uh, about 30 minutes southwest of um, city proper. Um, came up here for school and um, I went to Twins Fest my freshman year just uh i like baseball at the time uh not so much anymore <laughs> um but uh went to twins fest and uh the booth there for the stars um was uh was there and i uh for some reason like to go up to booths when there's not a lot of people there and uh i just like to talk to people i guess <laughs> Um, and the person who happened to be working the booth was Nick Rogers, who, uh, was the then president of the team. Um, and I remember I was talking to him about, um, how I was in high school, I was in high school, I up here for school and, um, how in high school I hated soccer players and, uh, or like, uh, I played baseball and hockey and like, you know, I was one of the kids who like picked on the soccer players because in my part of Illinois is like not known for soccer um so uh anyway i remember uh telling him all that and uh he was like yeah um we're looking for interns and i was like oh i don't know what about that uh made me attractive to uh, be an intern but uh anyway um i interned with the team um Pretty much my, my offer letter was uh, from Minnesota Stars, and the next day it was Minnesota United. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, I was pretty much a general intern for the team, and then um, we did a couple games at the Metrodome that season. Yeah. And, uh, I was just doing stuff like uh, activation outside the stadium and, like, setting up boards and, like, taping stuff to walls, taking stuff down, and – um, one of the times that I was told to do something, I think I finished it and I was looking for something to do. And I was walking around the balls of the Metrodome and, uh, I, uh, saw the locker room and I kind of peeked my head inside and it was, uh, the team admin, Angie, she's a legend. If you don't know who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, then kit man at the time, uh, Peter McEwen, he was, uh, one of the goalkeepers, but part of his deal was to also take care of the kit and uh, just said, do you guys need any help? And uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, we do. And uh, I helped them out. And then they kept asking me, asking for me um, to go up to Blaine and help them throughout the week. And I just kept going and going and going. Um, so that was that. That's how I got in with the team side of things. Um, then I took two years off. I went back to the University of Minnesota because um, my internship at the time was unpaid. And I was going to get paid at the university. And they also had Nike stuff, which was free Nike stuff, which is cool. Um, so 
Uh, went to work for the University of Minnesota football team for two seasons. And uh, then my senior internship, I called up um, Ryan Natouche, who is the director of equipment now. And he was the first team equipment manager for the balloons at the time. And I was like, hey, buddy, because he came in uh, with me, basically. And uh, he just kept working because he was a senior. And so he ended up being the equipment manager when the goalkeeper's contract was up. And uh, I was just like, hey, you need help. I heard you guys are going MLS. I'm sure you you could use it. And he took me on and did the internship. And the rest was uh, the rest was history. Wow. That's, That's a story. I mean, yeah, it's like right place at the right time, right, man? I mean, pretty yeah. much, Sean. I mean, yeah, I, booth and... I, I really dislike when people ask me, like, the path and stuff because there just is none i mean there's things you can do that are better than others and have more success but uh a lot of it is just right place right time because you you could i've seen people do everything right in terms of like how they work and what they do but like if there's just not a job available like yeah it can hurt right place right time so you uh it's good university of minnesota myself and dave are both alumnus of the university of minnesota so we're uh big fans of the football team there um so you came up pretty much with the loons when they became an mls team so you've seen pretty much every player that's come through this this town you've seen them in the locker room yeah right yeah so my first question to you about players is who was the best video game player of all time for the loons Oh wow. Um you know, he's actually a current member of the team. I'm gonna say Dane St. Clair. Um Okay. All right. Dane okay. and, and this is in relation to FIFA. Um okay. I, that's what I figured, yeah. I don't know if there's any closet like COD or like Fortnite guys on the team. Uh, and if there are, they don't talk about it, but Dane's really good. Um, Devin Pedelford is also up there because I hear Dane hyping up Devin. Um, All right, Devin and Devin Pedelford, Fred Emmings, and then Dane sometimes when he comes in. Oh, and Carlos Otherman. We uh played NHL in in one of their rooms like every waking moment in preseason. Wow, wow. And it was funny because uh, over COVID, I, I I I used to say this, but it wasn't really, I guess, professional. But I played with like the New Jersey Devils esports team um, for NHL, and uh, we weren't very good, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I it's still professional. But I mean, I didn't get paid anything. It just it was affiliated with an NHL team. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm decent, I would say, and uh, Devin has beaten me more times than I would like to say, <laughs> like twice, three times, <laughs> out of like forty. Uh, Fred's beaten me a couple times. I think Dane beat me once, like y- years ago, and then Carlos is still learning, so uh, he hasn't beaten me. <laughs> That's uh, I'm not actually shocked that two guys who are good are the goalies because they have a lot of time on their hands pretty much to do that yeah. type of stuff. I well, think. and plus Dan yeah. St. Clair is Canadian. He's, he's got hockey in his blood up there. Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. And Fred is, Fred is young yet. Isn't Fred like only, is he 18 yet? 
Yeah, and actually, now that we now that we're talking about Fred, he also is very good at video games. Uh, he's like, uh, he plays um, uh, what's the soccer cars? Uh, oh, uh, Rocket League. Yes. yes really? Oh, he's a, he's a Rocket League guy. Okay, yeah. there you he go. Plays, he plays a bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah. I know he plays Rocket League. I know he plays uh nhl and we they sure. got super into it and it was always awkward like i after i got done with you know my my stuff i'd always text them be like we we chilling tonight and mm-hmm. i just come in and i they let me be on the sticks the entire time even if i lost uh so it's just a good time mm, that's awesome yeah it's great man i mean i i love it because i'm a video game nerd myself the boys here know that i play a lot of video games right now of course it's ML, mlb season so mlb the show is my current game of choice right now. But I play the basketball. I play, of course, play FIFA. Uh, but the NHL, I never really got into that too much. Um, I'm more old school NHL. The old, uh, like, NHL, what is it, Dave, like, 90, the 90s NHL games. Remember those with Super Nintendo? Well, yeah, it's not the most popular one, but, like, Blades of Glory, those days. and Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, you, can yeah. Tell, I, you can tell I'm not a big gamer at all. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Really. I love playing the games back then, anyways. Yeah. Well, that's cool to know, guys. That, well, of course, they play video games, but it's cool to hear what guys are what guys are great. Um, question for you also, too, Sean. What's like the most awkward moment you've had doing this job for the team? If if you want to say it. Oh, I'm sure there have been plenty. Um I mean, anytime I ever forget anything, <laughs> it's always awkward when a guy comes up to you and sometimes you just preemptively tell them, you know, hey, didn't bring this, sorry. Um, sure. But occasionally you maybe don't have the guts or uh, forget about, forget that you forgot it and then they'll come up to you and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm really sorry about that. Um, but I guess something that like stuck out in my mind when you asked the question. And I, I think I said it in my, one of my, uh, or sorry, not one of my, the only interview I had with Andy, um, he did the story on me and, uh, he asked me something and I just remember it was about tricks, uh, because he's asked me, he asked me if I was doing any tricks and I, I can do tricks when I do the ball thing, but I think I tried to do a no look one time. I I did a no look one game and it went really well. And so I tried to do another no look, but I think I looked away way too early. And I remember all I saw was like, I was looking back and it hit off the lip of the bag and went directly into the goal. And like the fans are doing like the ah, thing. And uh, <laughs> instead of like doing that, they kind of just went dead silent. And I was like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> awkward. Yeah. Is, is, is the one you're talking about. I know Photog Dan on Twitter put out just a, a great photo of you. Uh, he posted on March 12th. Was it after the, Oh boy, what game it was the snow? It was during the snow game. It's the orange ball. No look. Is it that? That's a great photo. That was the Red out. Bulls game, right? This yeah, year. That one, that one. I actually, uh, I got, I've gotten the balls to do tricks uh, again this year because I've been pulling them off in training uh, like in training, if uh, Eric Dick and Franco Fragapane like to kick balls to me just because they enjoy it. So whenever training's finished and if they're still around, they'll always boot me like a full bag. And so I'll just like get my get my reps in, so to speak. Yeah. Um, that's where I kind of try stuff out. Um, and I've been like successful this year. So I that the no look was because I was I was feeling it that game. 
Um, but no, this was, I think last year, uh, like early on, like I was doing, uh, like, it was just like starting to catch on and it was becoming like a thing. And I was like, all right, we're going to throw some pizzazz in here. Cause I was also like, you know, I, I don't want it to get stale. I want it to like, if I just catch the balls, I mean, I'll miss a couple every now and then, or something will happen where I'll miss one, but like reality, if it's to me or in the vicinity of me, I won't drop it. So, nice. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mean to sound cocky but like the the only reason the balls ever fall out is like if i'm holding the bag the wrong way sometimes the the front lip will like move in and so i hit that and i think i catch it and i don't and then like when the bag gets super full the ball will like hit off the others and rebound out so like those are the only two ways i drop them ever um i usually don't miss um the driven ones it's the the high pop-ups that like give me trouble (laughs) yeah that's understandable (laughs) yeah uh, that was the most awkward moment, I would say. Uh, I was just like, "All right, this is this is super awkward. I don't know how to recover from this." <laughs> uh, Dave, you had a question for Sean? Well, I I just I want to keep it on this, you know, on the uh, the the ball catching ability. I mean, I think that's just a really fun fun aspect of of you know, it's showcasing. You've kind of turned into a celebrity around these parts for sure. And I know you take take the show on the road as well. And so, Minnesota United, they put out a great video. Uh, a great segment um, posted on on their website, Twitter. That was back in March as well. And I mean, I, that that's when I first saw, I started to see the, you know, the ins and outs of it. But I mean, as far as the ball catching, is this an, where did this ability start? I mean, I think you mentioned in that video that it, it happened during the, was it during the MLS back tournament or lockdown where you just were just kind of, kind of fooling around on the pitch, but did you always have this ability? And then what, what exactly what exactly kicked it off and when did you start doing it in a game for the first time? Yeah. Um, so the ability itself kind of started, um, because I was not good at soccer when I started, um, with Minnesota United. Like I, I was terrible. Uh, I, I couldn't kick a ball. I didn't even know what size cleats I wore. I've, I've come to find, find out that like, I thought I was a nine when I first started. And now that I'm like playing and like, I've been like with the team for several years and know how like cleats and stuff are supposed to fit. Uh, I'm like a seven and a half. <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, but Ryan was very good at, um, Ryan, my, my boss, uh, was very good at, uh, soccer. So I remember one day after training, I was walking around picking up balls and there was a bunch by him and he, I had an empty bag and he's like, Biggs, hold open the bag. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, no, like, I'm going to kick the ball to you. And like, you just hold it open. And I'm going to see, like, I think he was trying to like, like just have me not move. Um, but it ended up, obviously I needed to move a little bit. And that's kind of how we like started doing the thing. Me and Ryan have been doing it since like, we have a video, there's a video on his Instagram of us doing it in like 2016 or 2017 or something mm-hmm. at the stadium field when it was like still grass um at the NSC. Um but yes, uh the bubble was when I started like doing it in general like at games and then at the stadium I just kept doing it um I think like the first time I remember doing it was sometime in the 2020 season when like we had our first like normal capacity game that that's when I first remember people like cheering about it, but 
other than that, it's been like pretty much since 2020 for games. Um, it's just, it didn't catch on because like it was a half capacity and all that fun stuff. Sure. Sure. Uh, you have a question for Sean? Yeah. And you know, I kind of want to follow up on that too, was, um, you know, now that you you mentioned it was at half capacity before, but now you've got basically 19,000 strong right behind you. Um, when, whenever you're, whenever you're catching those balls in the air and pretty much everybody in that stadium is watching you at that time. Uh, what's it like to have the support of everybody in that, in that stadium, because everyone's cheering you on and um, do you, do you feel pressure or do you feel motivated? Um, so this is actually like funny. Um, so I, I try and like uh, interact with as many people as I can on like my social medias, uh, if, if people tweet or send me a message, or I'll usually try and reply. And um, I was having some sort of interaction. Uh, I think it was with uh, Matt, uh, one of the photographers for um, the Wonder Wall. And um, I was saying I wanted to do, a, I have a behind the back catch I want to do. And uh, Brian Quarsadad was like, you should just do it. Like the fans would totally love it. Cause I, I had that awkward moment in my head where I was like, I, I don't want to do tricks. <laughs> if I don't know I'm going to catch it. So like, I'm super afraid to do it. And I remember he told me, like he said, like, just do it. You got to just do it. And I was thinking about it in the car to the stadium. And I think my watch said like, your heart rate is elevated above 120. And I was like, dude, like <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting so nervous just thinking about screwing up this, this catch right now. <laughs> which is just so dumb because <laughs> like, it's all fun um right. like I, no one would be upset but like i'm like a people pleaser and i hate letting people down and um i mean my position just in general like i'm i'm hoping servicing people like you know making sure they have what they need i never really want to say no um and so like the thought of failing is just like too much um but when uh, when I'm actually at the game, I I don't even want to make it sound like I'm in a zone or anything. But I don't really think about it honestly. Um, the one thing I I ever do think about is like if I get a ball, like I can tell when it's in the air if I can have if I have the ability to do a trick. And I'm and I'm like sitting there like and I can feel my hands moving like going to go do like because there's there's like three I can do I can do one handed. Um, I can do the no look. I did a one-handed no look in Chicago. I'm pretty sure no one saw it except for some people. Um, and then I can do it behind the back. And so like, I'll feel my hands move and then I'll be like, no, just don't do it. Just, just safe, just safe. That's <laughs> so, so, the only time I get nervous is I'm like, oh, this is an easy one. I should like try and like pimp it out a little bit. And then I'll be like, no, 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 don't do it. <laughs> Obviously you get some big reactions at Allianz Field, but where, where would you say has, did you get the biggest like oohs and ahs or reactions when you're on the road? So I actually talked about this with my wife the other day because she was asking me how St. Louis was. And I told her that like, which is funny because like the fact that this has been a thing long enough for me to like have this knowledge. Um, there's like four places that stick out. So Kansas city has been good. I think I've done, I've done it there once, but there's like a video that I show people and it's like, them freaking out and I missed the ball and I'm like this is such a terrible video I'm like I love that they posted it but I'm like it's a miss <laughs> um, but they were they were really loud so like when we went to St. Louis I was like 
I got Kansas City going, so like I can get St. Louis going. And then they they were showing us the stadium before, like when we arrived, and the the liaison was like, "Yeah, we moved your warm ups from this side to this side, and it was to the supporter section side." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, this, oh, this yeah. is gonna be fun." Um, <laughs> and St. Louis is actually really good. Um, their fans are like super into it. This the the energy was great. Like. Uh, before the game, like one of their fans like flipped me off, and I just did like a little, like a little like nice, <laughs> nice. I was, nice. I was kind of fun. I don't take anything like seriously, so I always just like think I'm just I'm just the equipment manager. Like you guys, are, you I, I actually find it funny if you're directing hate towards me because then you're not directing it towards our guys, and I just laugh. Um, in yeah. fact, sometimes I'll look at them more on purpose just to try and get them to do something, but like I don't do it. <laughs> um, but uh. I did the I did the the show and uh they gave me a nice like ovation. And then like out of nowhere they all just started booing me. <laughs> That's a, oh, wow. Why? <laughs> wow. I, I personally loved it because like every time I get cheers on the road, I'm like, this is so weird. Like I would never cheer for anyone with the opposing like team's gear on. Like I don't care who they are. So I was like, respect. Like I looked up at them and I'm like, yeah, like I'm, and I'm like giving them a thumbs up and I'm like laughing. But then they started cheering again because I, I think I was being a good sport and they like they liked that I was being a good sport. And then they started booing me again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Crazy, man. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of like it's WWE wrestling. Yeah, it's kind of like wrestling, you know? Yeah. It was, kind of like, when you go on the road, you're kind of like the bad guy, right? You want to like play up to the crowd as like the bad guy. You're there to beat their team, right? I mean, yeah, that's exactly. the deal. Exactly. Like, I, I don't know. It was just... Uh, that one stuck out, and then uh, Nashville and Portland are the only t- uh, the other two good ones. Nashville. Oh yeah, Nashville was those, good. Year. Those are two stadiums that uh, are on our list to get out to in the next uh, next couple of years or so. We've, mm-hmm. we've heard very good things Definitely. about both of those places. Definitely. Um, when, uh, yeah, as we like as we record this, like so, last night must have been a lot of fun for you getting back to Chicago because I believe the last time the Loons were in Chicago, we uh, Tony, you and I were there. I think it was twenty nineteen. Obviously, yeah. this was their first trip to mm-hmm. Soldier Field. So, did you do you have a lot of friends and family then in the stands, Sean? Yeah, um, my mom, my aunt, my uh, I call him my abuelito. Um, I'm half Mexican, no one would ever know. Um, but he's uh, he came. He's like 90 years old, and he's wow. never been to one of our games because he doesn't wow. he doesn't travel up to Minnesota. So I was like so stoked he came, and it was cold. So I was like. All right, you can come for like my thing, and then you guys, you guys can send him home. <laughs> uh, he's also just in Mexico for for a month, like like a day before the game. So I was like, yeah, like he should just come and see me do my thing, and then like. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, oh, cool. My my aunt actually was there, and she had a sign which I couldn't read, but uh, I I saw it later on social media. But she yelled from like kitty corner of soldier field in the upper deck to me and i heard her loud and clear and she's always been like that aunt that is like the cheerleader like i have three cousins who all played sports and she would make me go to all their sporting events and she brought like this milk jug with like the the tops of the soda cans or beer cans in them and she'd shake it and she had a cowbell and all this stuff so like i was like of course i would hear you all the way across (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. got some, it's got to be just great for you being on the field uh, on the pitch, especially Chicago, where you're from also to be at soldier field last night, uh, to be on the pitch there. I don't know. Are you a big football fan, Sean? 
Um, I mean, uh, this might be good for people to hear. I don't care about football. I work for the Gophers, and so I root for everyone that is in the league from uh, from there. But uh, I'm not a big pro pro uh, pro football guy. I like the Bears when they do well. I like the Vikings when they do well, but I just hate the Packers. Uh, okay. Good answer. Good answer. Sorry, sorry, Connor. Sorry, Connor. Sorry, Connor. I love it as a Gopher alum and a Vikings fan. Right. So. Yeah, it's. A, I would say it's just being on the field at Soldier Field. Uh, I mean, that's got to be a fantastic. For me, it would be great because I mean, Walter Payton, all those guys who played there, yeah, and it'd be on the pitch and just be like, "Holy crap, this has got so much history in the stadium." Uh, whereas when you go to most pitches in the MLS there's not a lot of there's some MLS history there but not like what Soldier Field has in terms of other sports history uh but uh, yeah I mean uh good for you going back to Chicago being in front of your family it's awesome must be a great experience yeah. for you yeah yeah and Sean where did the name uh obviously you know it's a play on your name but the big show where where did that come from here that was that was all Corey. <laughs> oh really oh yeah. wow uh, Bet you yeah. he's he's a WWE fan, isn't he? Uh, I have no idea. I don't. It doesn't doesn't sound like him, but maybe. <laughs> That's a big show. It's like the big show is a wrestler from WWE. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. he's the, the the giant. He's the giant. He's the yeah. Big he's show. the big yeah. giant guy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, have, I'll have to ask him if that's actually what he was doing there because I mean he's just a, he's just this funny creative guy so I, I wouldn't shock me if that's what he just came up with but right. uh, I before that I just called it the ball bag thing and then <laughs> like it, it and now I just call it the show because uh I've started to play into it a little bit more but uh it's usually out of jest like I'm like oh are you coming to the show tonight or like uh there was a countdown to kickoff at Soldier Field, and I looked at Ryan. And I'm like, they have to like, they have to like decrease the time a little more for for my show, right? Like, it's not like, <laughs> right? like that's not what people are here for. <laughs> no, some well, your family was there for it, right? Yeah, they were there yeah. just to see that. I, I mean, yeah, they they all they all like I said, I didn't grow up in a soccer place, so they all don't care. Even though we're we're Mexican, like didn't uh, have a soccer background so i know they all just love it for me so gotcha where in, uh, i know where in mexico is your family from uh monterey and i'm not even oh. trying to my r's because i can't do it it sounds like it sounds terrible i, I i've done it a couple <laughs> times and i get like props i'm like oh good job but it's just like can't do it all right wow i mean that i know no feeling about soccer with uh mexico i have a half Mexican niece who doesn't like soccer at all, and uh, she's that, that doesn't she doesn't care. I'm like, we, but you're you're Mexican, shouldn't you care? Yeah, no, I, I, care. it's it's the sport there. Um, but no, yeah. all all the Mexicans out of my family likes hockey, which just what? makes total sense. Wow, That's crazy. So are they like, what did they like move up here? I mean, they've been up here for a while. They just came up here and started liking hockey. Uh, my grandfather came up in 19. 19- 50, 57, oh. 56. And there you go. That's why I'm a White Sox fan, uh, because sure. the White Sox won the World Series like two years after. Um, okay. Yeah. He didn't like hockey right away, but his firstborn son liked hockey, played hockey, and then 
his son, my cousin played uh, American juniors. And then my aunt, her son uh, played division two. Um, so yeah, it, it became a passed down thing from my, uh, my sure. uncle. Yeah. Sure. I figured like if they came, if you came over up here in the fifties or sixties at soccer, I mean, hockey of course was a big thing in Chicago land area around there. So yeah, definitely, man. I get it now. Um, so you're a hockey fan. Did you watch? Well, of course you couldn't watch it cause you were at the game. You know, our golden, <laughs> our golden, our golden golfers played in the championship last night. Yeah, unfortunately, at, at the same at the same time, unfortunately, as the as yeah. the loons. I know. I yeah. I heard from uh, my mother in law. I was, yeah. I was so sad. Yeah, I know. It was, it was a rough kind of sporting a, night last night for me. Yeah, it was like for a, a lot of people. <laughs> it was a it was a bad one two punch last night. The the, the yeah. loons game, then the end of the golfer game. It was just like, come on, yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, Sean, I have, I have two more questions for you. Two quick ones. One, which player, uh, which former player of the loons uh, do you miss the most in the locker room? Oh, dang. Like this answer can change so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, can I give you like a list? Yeah, go ahead, yeah, go list. for it, man. Yeah. I can't, yep. I can't pick one because like there are like several people that came to my mind um bobby shuttleworth is up there he was awesome for like culture uh he was Mm -hmm. like one of those guys who was like tougher on the younger guys but like in a good way like it wasn't like he was like mean it was just like you know he would say like no like don't do that you need to be like a professional and and, uh, i thought that was really great and he was also hilarious uh Dane actually like takes a lot from him and like he still like quotes him like 5v2. Uh I don't know if you guys have you guys played 5v2 before the like warm-up game? No, uh, I haven't. Yeah, a long time ago, but yeah, yeah I, did. I did. Okay, so there's five guys generally around and they're passing around two guys. And there's two ways that you can stay in. Um it's if you get 21 straight passes completed or you meg somebody. Um so no matter what, if those guys intercepted after the 22nd pass, they have to stay in for another round. Or if they get megged and then they intercept it, they still have to stay in. And Bobby would always, if that happened, you would just hear him. He would he would come in the circle after they like, so there was one, there were so many times where that, that happened twice where they got like 21 and then they got megged in the same sequence. He would come in after they poked it away, get on one knee and go as many as two more. And Dane still does that all the time. Uh, so, like, he had a lasting effect. Um, and then, uh, like, he said, uh, like, that's not going to cut this level, bud. <laughs> like, just, like, he has so many, like, Bobbyisms that were great. Uh, Kevin Venegas was uh, a really good guy. Um, me and him are still, like, good friends and talk um, nice. quite often. Uh, Ja'Cory Hayes. Um that guy's smile is just infectious, hard worker. Um, yeah. Jan Gregus, he was really fun. Yeah. Uh, I still, uh, Chase Gasper, Tyler Miller. Um, mm-hmm. I can name almost every player, but like those are the guys who yeah. like really stick out. Um, as of right now, <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure it changes. I mean, you meet a lot of great guys doing what you do. Um, yeah. and there are some guys I'm sure that 
rub on it on you a little more than other guys. Ja'Cory Hayes, you're right. I miss the guy. He he smiled all the time. He looked at like he was having fun all the time. Hard worker. I'm sure he was a great guy in person. I never met him, but you did. So, I mean, obviously, you know, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, Chase Gasper was one of those guys. Uh, again, hard worker um, from that draft class of him, uh, Dotson, and uh, and Dane. Dane St. Clair. And Dane, yeah, that yeah. draft class was like at legendary. Uh, it was sad to see Chase go. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, those are some great names there. Great names. Um yeah, but uh, my final question for you, Sean. We did did Connor tell you about this podcast? What we do in this podcast? Oh, I, I hope it's not what I think it is. I'm gonna have such a disappointing answer. <laughs> <laughs> then you probably, you probably don't even ask you that, Sean. Yeah, yeah so we, I, we, I we, we talk about soccer, loon soccer on this podcast. But we also drink beer on this podcast, and and typically craft beer from Minnesota. Now, Sean, what's your favorite? craft beer it doesn't have to be from minnesota it could be from chicago or illinois what's your favorite craft beer i hate beer i thought he was gonna say i I had a feeling uh... wow sean and you say you're from chicago sean jeez yeah hold on hold on on. are you a big liquor fan yeah um i only drink like vodka mixes if i drink okay um i i do not like drinking as much not because i like virtue signal or anything it makes me really tired like really mm. tired. uh if i don't hit like a sweet spot and i don't even know what it is like there's times where i'll be drinking and i'll feel fine and like normal and there's other times where i'll have like two two mixed drinks or whatever and i'll be like i need to go home i'm so tired and it's like not i'm not intoxicated or anything i'm just really tired <laughs> Sure, and sure. so um yeah i don't <laughs> well i mean yeah. sorry sorry sean we're gonna delete this whole podcast it's you know it's an easy <laughs> answer right. we don't have to spend the next 15 minutes talking about chicago no, craft beer then so it's all right it's all right sorry it's all right well what are your guys' favorite beers i i, I would love to oh shit. oh okay sean, that's a that's a bloated question sean because we've yeah. had uh, do you know that we've had like 150 different breweries on this podcast? I mean, I mean, this is uh, we've done like everywhere in Minnesota, almost almost Minnesota. 150. Yeah, that, that's an that's a super tough question, but I guess if I'm throwing it out there, mine would be a coffee cream ale. So it would be have kind of notes of coffee, mm-hmm. and it'd be kind of a creamy mm-hmm. Swedish, you know, mm-hmm. lager ale. So everybody knows my my favorite would be an IPA but it's the driest hoppiest without any citrus uh IPA that would be uh that would be my favorite and mine I I mean I have a lot of different ones I like I used to be a big sour fan and now I'm just a big uh cream ale fan Castle Danger up in uh, two harbors Minnesota they make a Castle Danger cream ale it's like the best cream ale ever made it is smooth it is just it's awesome can't uh can't compare it to anything else so yeah yeah um vodka no well, i like vodka i love vodka do any beers taste like vodka no no they don't no no it's uh we there's no beers not Although yet we have least. we've had a couple seltzers i know david has who's not here of course mm-hmm. but uh we've had a couple we featured a couple seltzers that i think are more yeah. going 
are trying to go down the route of actually having vodka infused, you know, drinks in cans that people can purchase and drink like that. But yeah, yeah. there you go. So you can have like one or two, Sean, and not feel too tired. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it depends hits, on the beer. Hits everybody differently. Hits yeah. everybody differently. I get. It. Um, <laughs> uh, boys, do you have any other questions for Sean before we get him out of here? Um, I think you about covered it, Tony. Actually, I've, I've I had the beer question in mind, and I had the um some of that some of those uh, big show questions in mind. Yeah. So yeah, I think you about covered it. Yeah, no, I was really curious about your background, and I was really curious yeah. how how your your you know your immense talent with the the ball bag and catching started, and and just we could go on and on about your your interactions with the players over the last nine years. But yeah, I think you really that I I was it was really awesome to hear. Yeah, Sean, it's been great having you on. We appreciate you coming on the podcast on this you know small niche fan loons fan podcast. And uh, yeah, we hope to we hope to see you around uh, at the game. We'll we'll see you. Yeah. I'm a season uh, love... ticket holder too, Sean. So I'll yeah. be seeing you there quite a bit over there. Yeah, I mean, if you guys ever see me, I say hi. I I get a little nervous and like kind of a turtle if I hear my name too much. But if I hear someone yelling it over and over and over again, I'm like, okay, they probably know me, <laughs> or <laughs> they really want to get to know me. So I'll I'll look yeah. up. But, like. I hear we'll somebody be- just like random people yelling it. I get like, like anxiety at this point. Well, next time you hear somebody, Hey, Sean, you want a beer? That, 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 that's us. <laughs> Probably us. That's us. <laughs> Probably yeah. us. Sean. Probably us. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you one from the brew hall and then that's right. you can, you can give it back to us because we'll be the ones drinking it. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, so Sean, thanks again for coming on. Uh, hopefully come back on again sometime in the future. Yeah. It was Talk great. Having stuff. You on. It was great Thank having you again. You on. Yeah. And uh yeah, and uh we'll uh we'll, we'll see you in the future, Sean. Sounds good. Yeah. And we are back from the interview. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. What a guy. Uh, what a guy. Yeah, that was he, that he, was uh, fantastic. Yeah. He uh he was a very, very great, great guest. A lot of great information from him, a little bit of his history, uh some questions about uh, video games with him. Uh and we found out he does not drink beer. Which, uh, you know, again, everybody's got their own thing. It's fine. Yeah. You know, don't drink beer. It's fine. It's not a, not a big deal. You know, we can't all, we can't all <laughs> like Minnesota craft beers. It's fine. It's Tony, fine. you no, seem no. a little choked up about this. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's, I give, we gave him a little <laughs> shit. We gave him a little shit because, you know, yeah, he doesn't drink beer and it's fine. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Um, guys. After we had that nice interview with Sean and we were all happy about it, we now have to go to something that makes us unhappy. And that is last night's Loons game in Chicago at oh Soldier boy. Field. Thank God. I, th- I thought you were going to bring up the Gof- Gophers Hockey National Championship loss. Oh, they, they, they lost to. They lost yeah, to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can get so to the we game. Had, we had to get to the game, uh, guys. Uh, big news out of this before the game started was that Robin Lud is back. Uh, in the starting lineup, which then, of course, forced Adrian Heath to go back to his favorite formation, well, the 4-3-2-3-1. Yeah, and that... 4-2-3-1, yes. 4-2-3-1, yeah. That's, and that's what I want to get in with you guys, because, it, I mean, it, I guess it's good news. I mean, the lineup, the squad is pretty healthy right now. 
I mean, obviously we've got a significant ab absence still that probably won't change for the near future, but you know, we have got a healthy squad. We've got a lot of options, but I mean, so I guess when you look at the starting lineup and we'll get into it, it, it there were only a couple of things that stood out and that we should probably talk about. But one of the, I guess you could kind of call it surprising that they did switch back to the four, two, three, one, because I, all week I was expecting, not expecting, but I was wondering if they were going to stick with a four or four, two. And if they did that, how would they do so? I mean, I think if you read Adrian Heath's midweek, um, comments uh during his interviews it kind of sounded like you know saying ben you know probably wouldn't get the start but he you know expect to see him so that it wasn't shocking but i still wondered if we were going to see that armoria uh you know mentor garcia combination up top but then that that's the question i think and that's probably what he Heath was struggling with is if you keep that formation who do you take out you know given a relatively healthy squad so that was tough i guess well, it wasn't, it was tough, but it wasn't, it was tough, but it wasn't surprising, Dave. I mean, we knew as soon as Robin Lud came back that yeah. formation would go back to what it was because Adrian Heath believes that Robin Lud can just play pretty much anywhere on the pitch. Yeah. And, and you're asking, you're asking Robin Lud to take over for Ray. And that's really not fair to Robin because that's Robin is not Ray. Well, yeah, I mean, so, he can do that. I mean, that that was my question. I mean, like, he's been good, you know, at mm -hmm. the eight or the six. Uh, he's been good on the right. Um, but mm -hmm. then that begs, you know, that brings up serious questions. Well, are you going to take, you know, a long way out of the lineup? Who's Who's been doing better as of late? I mean, who are you going to – Ariaga or Trap? I mean, that that's a combination that, for better or worse, that Heath has been – has preferred – you know, at least, you know, when it's available. So yeah, it was really tough. I, the other thing I want to bring up, um, I, I guess really for the fans listening is, is I think that the debate is should Armaria, Armaria be, you know, up top over Mentor Garcia. Um, and I think we could go back and forth on that all night, but I think that was kind of the biggest, I mean, biggest uh, thing that, I think fans were looking at coming into this game is would Armory Amaria get the start over Mena Garcia? And he's, he did. And, you know, we won't get into that now, but I think that was your biggest question. And then the other thing I want to bring up is what something I saw midweek. Cause I think I brought it up last week on the pod was okay. You know, you know, you know, Valentin has been performing quite well, you know, but DJ Taylor pretty clearly now, it sounds like he is the preferred you know, right back. And, you know, now he's that he's fully healthy. It looks like that's going to be the, you know, preferred line I, of going forward. I don't know about DJ Taylor being the, I mean, might be preferred, but I think that he's going to rotate Valentin in more frequently, even though DJ Taylor is healthy. Coming into this game, he kind of made, he made it sound like DJ Taylor was the preferred starting right back for this team uh, going forward, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm just curious because I mean, DJ Taylor is we were big fans of his and he's done well. And so I guess that is it's a good problem to have now for talking about depth at right back. But yeah, so the four, two, three, one, that's that's what we got going into this one. And so I guess we weren't shocked. I mean, there was a couple little things we were wondering, but uh, it is what it is. So also wasn't shocked by the start of this game because everybody looked kind of crappy. Yeah. And yeah. And it was not surprising. I mean, I just, 
I think that uh, we, I think you called it yesterday, kind of called the trap game because it's Chicago and they hadn't won at home yet. <laughs> and uh, they're not doing that well this year. Uh, and we come out, I mean, I, I, I hate to say it. I think we come out, came off a very emotional win last week uh, against St. Louis. Um, I think that the team was pumped up after that because they, they beat a team that was unbeaten. Um, and I think they came to Chicago, uh, not prepared for what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, I agree with that. It, it just the, everything was there. It's for, for you to be let down by this team, because, you know, when you fl- when you beat a team like St. Louis, you are, you're right. You are flying high, uh, from the hype you've just beaten who are right now, statistically the best team in MLS, and quite the story coming into the MLS as the expansion side, uh, which adds even more to that story. So you've just taken down a uh, that giant story. Um, so it like uh, I'll, I'll be honest, like when when we after we made our predictions after we recorded last week, after we made our predictions, um, I wanted to take mine back because I was like, you know what, I it didn't even occur to me that this could be a trap game at the time. But then I realized it afterwards because it's just, it's that's where it's set up. It's, it's setting yeah. up to be a trap game. I'm glad you brought up predictions. Uh, Cause I want to spend the next, uh, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes talking about my prediction for this game, which I think for the first time in recent memory, I predicted the scoreline correctly. Uh, a two, one Chicago win. I'm not proud of that. In fact, I, you know, guys listening to me last week when I made that prediction, I was I was almost doing it in jest because I feel like if I predict something, the opposite was happening. So, of course, I did that. I, I think when I made that prediction, I was looking at Chicago's strength of schedule over anything. And, and compared to the teams that we had played, it, it seemed to me that Chicago had played some pretty good teams. Yeah, they hadn't won at home yet. You know, but they had three draws and it just looked like they were playing some tough teams that, you know, that their their goal differential was even seven goals scored, seven goals allowed coming into this match. And so I was a little concerned. And, and you know, they're a hungry team, obviously looking for the you know, they had not lost at home, but they had not won either. So I was just I think, Connor, you nailed it. Trap game. And, yeah. and that's basically what it turned out to be. The only thing I would say about the first half, which let's just preface this by saying you know, everybody knows that basically Adrian Heath called this 45 minutes, the first half of this Chicago game, uh, the worst 45 minutes this team has played all year. And I mean, it's not hard to it's, see why. It's pretty, it yeah, it's pretty hard not to agree with Heath on that point, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the only positive is you can say at the first, I mean, I think the first 15, 20 minutes of this match was there was nothing – there was nothing to get excited about. I think our reactions were, this is boring, basically. This is just yeah. blah. This is meh. Like, this is, I mean, at least Minnesota didn't come out and give up an early, early goal. And they they were, you know, back and forth, both sides, Chicago and Minnesota, didn't look extremely impressive. I mean, Amaria had a, a shot on goal in the first eight minutes that, you know, it, it was well hit, well struck, but right at the goalkeeper. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot to get excited about. There wasn't a whole lot to be worried about. So if this game could have ridden out, you know, in a scoreless fashion, I guess we would have taken that. But, yeah, just a boring 
first 20 minutes and then it came off the rails uh well, midway through that first Kai Kamara, Kai Kamara gets the goal in the 24th minute uh we saw that I mean it is what it is took a deflection bad deflection goal. yeah don't like seeing Kai Kamara score against us instead of for us yeah. exactly can you can you believe I mean I guess we should all believe it but now I mean for people who don't know I mean he's played for 10 MLS clubs now and I yeah. think they've made a point of saying over half of his goals have been against teams that he's played for that's just kind of interesting but not surprising i guess if you consider the fact that he's played for 10 10 mls clubs but yeah you know it's like hey yay kai we want to see a few more we want to see a few more goals a couple more goals scored by kai when he was with the club and now (laughs) the guy has scored against us 38 has 38 years old 38 years old has wandered the league uh, and he scores the first goal against us, and then right away, I mean, but 12 minutes later, he scores another. So I guess yeah, the brace. And, and and this, I think, in my opinion, guys, I don't know if you should. In my opinion, the, the second goal was really the most disappointing one. The first one, you know, first of all, like he said, this was not a good half. The defense, midfield especially, um, we didn't really have any attacking threats, but like the defense just didn't look like the team that we saw through the first five games played for this club. And uh, this goal, the second one, is really disappointing because it, I, I just feel like there was a lack of effort. I mean, like there's a reason, you know, you, I can, I'll call it a bad deflection on the first goal, you know, bad luck, if you will, but, you know, this one was bad, poor effort. I mean, whether, it just it seemed like the whole club, like I'm not going to, I mean, it looked like Robin Lude when he was coming back, just just no effort, lazy, slow. Um, I, You know, Lawrence was on that side as well. This, this goal came down their right side, I should say. But um, it just, there was confusion, lack of confusion. There was way too much space for this to happen. And, you know, Boxel ultimately, you know, couldn't mark up uh, Kamara or Lawrence, or I mean, Kai Kamara. But uh, I, I don't even – I mean, so you can – you look – everywhere you look, it was just bad. There was yeah. way too much space. Nobody was marking anybody. There were, it, Unfortunately, it looked like there was a lot of confusion. And yeah. it's just hard to wrap my head around as to why there was, a goal like that could occur. occur yeah. Other than just you're not into this game, your head's not in no. it, they're just – the no. effort wasn't there. Yeah. Just really poor. There was, there was a lot of confusion on the pitch all game yesterday. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just the that's the major thing from this game is confusion. Yeah. Um. Although, congrats to Kai Kamara. Those two goals that he scored yesterday put him only one behind Landon Donovan for uh the uh for second place and on the all score all time scoring. uh, That's right for MLS. That's right. He's up there. Yeah. That that happens when you've wandered the league for you know, for 10 teams and uh, you're 38 years old. I mean, that's, you're going to get those goal scoring opportunities, but if you're a striker. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And can uh, we, yeah, yeah. Let, let, can we be done with talking about the first half though? What a shit first half. Sorry for the language. Oh, we're, we're but, I mean, you're, we're not Kai Kamara has a brace. Yay. Good for him. But you know, now you're down two nil on the road. What yep, a way yep. to well, start. It's and just... what, well, we're down two nil guys. And the fact is you look at this team and you go, we can, be down by one goal, but being down by two goals right. for this team right now with no offense is like that's disaster. That's like you're not coming back from this, right? I mean, it's, it's over. Yeah. It's my it might as well be over. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, that's exactly that. That's exactly it. You know, in Minnesota, they had scored what uh, six goals in five matches, and and so yeah, you get up if 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 a opposing team score. And fortunately, they've had some nice clean sheets. But yeah, you're you're down two nil at the break. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. and it's and it's uncharted territory because um, no team had scored two against the Loons uh, right. up till then. That's right. Well, it had to happen at some point, right? I mean, oh, for sure. Yeah. So uh, we come out of the uh, half guys and Chicago has a bunch of different opportunities. Holy crap. Uh, And then we get a nice uh, goal from uh, Kerbin Ariaga. Was it a uh, nice goal? Yes. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. Well, I I mean, I think Connor, the the fact is he hit it with such force. That is true. I I think there was some probably there's probably some spin on the ball, some force. The goalie, I mean, he's the goalies, I think, is he 18, 19 years old? I think he's very he, young. He, he's 18 or 19, you're right. Yeah. Um, and so this is a this is a this is a youth mistake right here. This is a this is a a, a veteran ML MLS uh goalie would not do what he did, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, maybe he would try to he would try I think a veteran would try to punch the ball away. Or <laughs> I, I don't think I think he tried, but I think he failed at it I, I just don't think he i don't know the thing i'll say about i mean this i i kind of said ariaga had this one coming because he has had ariaga has that ability that free kick ability from distance i mean he's always had that since he's joined the club you know he's had that um with the honduran national team um he he's he's hit a lot of those balls well um and this was a perfect spot for him and he couldn't have hit that ball any better. I mean, the pace that he had on the ball was in- incredible. It True. was fantastic. It was on target, on goal. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you're saying, um, Connor and Tony, is I think, yes, that ball should have been saved. I mean, it should have been. Even though it was well struck, it should have been saved. Whether he punched it out or, or I, I mean, coming in the way it was, he maybe maybe his only option would be to punch it out I don't know if he was thinking of like hitting it and catching it, but yeah, he, it was a goalkeeper mistake. And that's the interesting thing about this game. Even at that point, the expected goal total for both clubs was under one and it finished under one expected goal. So like there was, you know, especially uh, Kai Kamara's first goal, you wouldn't have necessarily, that was just good luck, I guess you'd say. And I think I, you'd say the same thing about Ariaga's, you know, free kick. It was well struck on frame, but yeah, it was a mistake by the goalkeeper. But yeah. Eventually, that's sure. I, I said that's why he's due. He's had a lot of nice free kicks, a lot of nice strikes at at goal, and uh, this one went in. So event, they're going to go eventually. Tony, how close is uh, Curvin to becoming the new sniper? Uh, he's not going to become the new sniper because there's only one wow. sniper. And yeah, his I name mean, is Jan, Jan Grigas. Sorry. Thanks for bringing out that. I can't, I can't, I can't give the sniper nickname to anybody else now. Uh, I gotta well, think of another nickname for him. That's a, that's an awesome draw, Connor. Because I mean, I think at this point, Ariaga is the only person who would even be up for the running of that title. But yeah, yeah. I think Tony, you're right. Probably nobody's, nobody, nobody's, nobody's. No, he. I have to come up with another nickname for him. It'll maybe just, if he does it again sometime, I'll figure out another nickname for the guy. But the sniper is always going to be young, always young. It, it, yeah, yeah. It was just at that point in the game, it was nice to see it. And hey, we'll take some luck. I just 
that expected goal is like, it, oh, yeah, it, it, it hardly budged that expected goal total because that was not an expected goal. Um, but, hey, now all of a sudden you're back into the game, though, the Minnesota. You are. Yeah, and you are, I think but that's, that, that, that added a little bit of spark. It did a spark, Dave, but again, you're down by two and now you're down by one. So you've you've gotten the goal that we should get, we've been getting in these games. So now you got to figure out how to get another goal. Um, and then of course, Adrian Heath says, okay, we'll bring in the reserves here. We'll bring in the, you know, the backup. We get Rosales comes in, we get Dawson comes in and we get our guy young comes in, uh, young Sang Bin comes in for Anna Maria. So he takes yeah. over up top. Um, and he had an interesting, uh, 30 minutes in, in on the pitch, he did. uh, he with did. some, uh, with some plays and uh, getting hit in the face and all kinds of stuff. So, but yeah, uh, no, it was exciting to see, but yeah. Yeah. I, was, I do uh, want to see more dots and two. It's just another one that we we're, talking about the line, we're talking about yeah. lineup here. I mean, it is, I guess, you know, with Adrian Heath, it's a tough line to crack, but I mean, Hassani Dotson has played well, yeah. you know, he coming, coming off the injury, but the, the limited minutes that he's seen this year, he's, he has you talking about a spark plug. He has been at times, not always, but a lot of the time he has been a spark plug for this club in the second half when he's come on. I couldn't agree more with you, Dave. Um, I think Dotson has been excellent this year, especially coming off the bench. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna use and I'm gonna use this opportunity to say what might be an unpopular opinion, but let's go ahead and do it. By the end of the season, I wanna see Dotson as that permanent number 10 position. I think he just has that calmness and the vision on the field to play those long passes and to and to feed Amaria and the wingers. And I I think that's uh, you know coming back from injury, obviously you know you got to give him a little bit more time to see that he can do it consistently, which I get. But I think Dot, but I think Dotson is an excellent candidate for being the number ten, uh, assuming of course Ray doesn't come back. Well. Hey. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I like that. And we know he can, I mean, we've seen him all over the pitch, but I just like, I just like, I mean, and he's come on in that role, like the second half, you know, substitute, but I mean, most of the time that he's come on, I just, I've really liked, you know, how, how he's played, how this team has responded when he's on and it just, it seems to work. So yeah, you, I want to force him in too. I agree with you, Connor. I, I mean, positionally that's tough, but, uh, but at least he can play, all around the pitch, just, you know, maybe not well, at, at right back. But. Well, and the, the brilliant thing about putting Dotson in the number 10 position, though, is that you don't have to take uh, someone from uh, the starting lineup who was playing in a different position uh, to have to start. And then you have to train somebody else uh, to fill in for that position that maybe Lud or Franco or whoever might have come mm-hmm. from. Um, instead, you're just training a completely new player to play the 10. And that's it. Yeah. I don't have a problem with Dawson becoming the 10. I just don't know if Heath's going to actually do it. I mean, oh, that's, yeah. that's, uh, I don't think a, he will. That's another conversation. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I don't think, I yeah. don't think Sonny Dotson is Heath's type of 10, to tell you the truth. Uh, yeah. Robin Lud, I don't think is even at Heath's number type of no, uh, number 10, yeah. but yeah, yeah, he just sticks him there. So, um, Yes. And then, yeah, but seeing, let's might as well talk about it, like saying Ben that that was exciting seeing his Minnesota mm-hmm. United debut, his MLS debut. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and early, early, you know, early returns are positive. I mean, he, mm -hmm. he was involved in the attack. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he made some significant runs and clearly, um, uh, well, obviously, you know, uh, both, uh, uh, Franco and, and Armaria were off at this point, but his, his service, you know, from crosses mm -hmm. on set pieces specifically or mainly mm -hmm. was looked good. I mean, mm -hmm. very promising. Yeah. yeah. They didn't result. I mean, they didn't result in any goals or any serious chances, but his service looks phenomenal. And he's that high energy, like, you know, mm -hmm. high energy player that you'd want from uh, a forward or, or a second half substitution. And uh, yeah, he, he was all over the pitch. Um, his speed is obvious. Like he's clearly fast. Um, so right. he, he could, you know, he got and a good he can 30... shoot from distance. Yeah, he got a good. Know. Yeah, he got a good thirty minutes in, and it was it was exciting mm -hmm. to see it for the first time. And and I think we should be optimistic going forward about his capabilities. So that that was yeah, good definitely. to see. Yeah. Definitely. Um. So those three came in, guys. They did some things, but the results still the same. I mean, we had some chances. We Do weren't it. Dotson, Dotson, his header. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, damn it. It was in a frenzy in the final 10 minutes of this game. Right. Yeah. Had some really good chances. Dotson, uh, Bongi had a couple opportunities. I know he's offside on one of them, but um, yeah, it almost looked like a game they were going to steal a point from, you know, coming back from a 2 0 deficit. Uh, just wasn't to be unlucky. But I guess if we're going to look for a positive, I guess. I mean, it was a it was a heck of a better second half than it was a first half. Almost. It got gradually better. Yeah, yeah. I think it did. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, again, it's not. It's just it's a shame to walk into Chicago and get beat by this squad when you've had this nice little uh, unbeaten streak going on and yeah. you looked really really good, and then all of a sudden you you come in here and just lay a lay an egg. You kind of flat. No excuses. Um, yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to win four games on the road in a row in this league. Like I, I think in this, I, in the last, in recent memory, in the last five, six years, I read the Red Bulls did it last year. They won five. I think they mentioned on the broadcast in a row away games, but we know winning games on the road, let alone winning three, like the loons did, trying to win their fourth in Chicago. It's, it's really tough. I'm not coming up with excuses, but yeah, yeah. Oh. It was going to come to end. So it's come to an end, but um, yeah. you know, at least, Hey, they've played six games. They still have 11 points. It's almost quick math. That's almost two, two points per game. You know, we're not complaining yeah. yet. I, what I, what I'd be concerned is, is if this, you know, if this is where you're kind of, where is this where it ends? You know, we had a good start. Now do we like last year, it was just uh, polarizing where they'd go on good. You know, they had that good run then a bad run then mm -hmm. a good run. Like, is this the start of something bad or can we rebound off this loss? I don't know. Well, we have an opportunity. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, we lost against Chicago two to one. Everybody knows this. So we move on guys next weekend. We have got Orlando in town. Uh, to play us again, another seven thirty start. Um, at home. at home, yeah, it'll be it'll be good to see the boys come back. Connor, going to be at the game next weekend. Oh yeah, I'll be there. You'll be there for sure. Yeah. Uh, me, my dad, and 
oh yeah, me and, oh it, it fit out. Yeah, I'll be there. Um, my me and my dad and my my stepmom will be on our normal seats. Awesome. Uh, so what is the next? Yeah. Is the next week's uh, giveaway? Is it boots now? So you got the hats, the gloves. Are they giving away boots? <laughs> got the hats, the gloves, the boots. I, I I think they're giving a. I think they're gonna give away like a a cape or something. I don't know. Maybe something like that. Okay. It, All right. If it's if it's a cape, I'm definitely getting it because yeah. then, yeah, I'll, I'll, I will fulfill my, I will fulfill my superhero status as the head lunar. So there you go, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, get Orlando in town next weekend. The the temperature of the the weather looks like it might be iffy, at best. At least it's uh, not gonna be freezing, but it's not gonna be eighty. Well, <laughs> so it'd be nice if we could push that eighty to the next Saturday. Be really nice if we could do that. Yeah. Um, before we get into predictions, guys, I just wanted to do a quick uh, uh, talk about uh, something I saw on Twitter the other day, talking about the start times for all these games on Apple TV uh, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. at the same time on Saturday nights, and people are starting to kind of mention that this might be causing fans who usually watch more. MLS games not to watch as many because they're starting all the games at like the same time. But I do, I do see that they're starting games a little earlier. Sometimes uh, there are a couple of games that start a little earlier and then a lot of the well, games start at our time. And then of course the late games, but I think the, what they're mentioning is there's not as many like afternoon. Yeah. Right. Games. It's yeah. the Island. It's the Island games that we're missing. So most of the games, Tony, mm-hmm. like you mentioned it, but like you look at uh, match week um, seven, Basically, I think all of the games were at 7.30 local time. So, yeah, you know, depending on what time zone you're in, you see games kick off at 6.30 or 9.30 or 7.30, you know, like it was for us. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think there is something to be said. I mean, I know there will be a little more Island games, you know, going forward in the season. But I, I can, for one, comment on this and say I am definitely through seven weeks of an MLS season watching significantly less MLS soccer than I normally would because I'm mm-hmm. basically watching the loons um, starting at seven 30 central time and that's it. And yeah, I, th- I think it's rough. The only time where I watched, um, you know, a, a large part of MLS other than the loons was on their bye week in, in week two <laughs> where I watched the MLS 360 and a few other games where I bounced around to. So yeah, I do. I do kind of have, there is something to be said by that. And I don't know, I'm not sure why they would do that. You would think it would make more sense to spread the game times around a little bit more, even, even on Apple TV. I mean, I know Fox are going to have their games eventually, but why not put three or four games on a, you know, or three or four games on a Sunday evening and, you know, the majority on a Saturday evening, you know, it is interesting. I wonder if it was part I wonder if it wasn't part of MLS saying, yeah, I want to be more consistent as a club, as Minnesota United. I want to know I my games are going to be at 730 local time, you know, 30 weeks out of 34 weeks. And, I think that's that might, I think that might, that you might have the, you might hit the uh, nail on the head there, Dave. I think that yeah. they wanted more consistency with start times and the days they were playing. And I think they wanted to be like, well, Hey, the NFL does pretty much all the games on this day. Let's just do that. But, and I think they also thought that they'd get more people watching like 
a bunch of games on MLS uh, TV on Apple TV, but they're not getting that. I don't think they're getting what they thought they would get of people like watching numerous games yeah. on Apple TV. I yeah. thought about that too. Like a, I'm not a casual fan anymore, but like a, as a casual fan, you're not just going to run into the game um, mm-hmm. that's on Fox or ESPN plus or ESPN or wherever it is. You're not just going to run into that and watch it. You've almost got, you know, when you're doing a streaming option, you've, you've got to make the choice to, jump in and watch your streaming service you're just not going to run it by you know channel flipping now i know channel flipping or you know cable tv seems to be going away but it it hasn't gone away it's not gone it's it's still there and so there's a lot of fans that maybe you're kind of missing by Mm -hmm. making it kind of streaming only and it was nice like for example like the i know that that minnesota's game was a free apple tv game so if you have apple tv or you don't even need apple tv you can just download the app then watch the game free which is great but you still have to make that conscious effort hey i'm going to open apple tv i'm going to watch this game whereas you're not going to run into it by flipping through your channels and then last year minnesota united game would be on over the air tv that's not an option anymore you know for the most part uh, so um i think it i think that is i mean what do you guys think like i am not watching as much mls soccer like I remember there's plenty oh. of Saturdays. Say if I didn't no. have a lot going on a Saturday, and all I was yeah, looking just... forward to was the Loons match, I'd flip channels. Hey, I'll watch this game. Yeah, and I'll you know whatever mm-hmm. before the Loons to get you know hyped mm-hmm. up for you know a little MLS soccer. But yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that this year. Definitely no. not watching a lot of MLS no. other than the Loons. Yeah, me neither. And well, yeah. I'm sure we'll get to that when they start kind of going through the the when the foxes and the ESP whoever whoever has some of those other games. Yeah, the problem right, is there's yeah. not many of those though if you look at no, the schedule. Minnesota so Minnesota only has one afternoon game all year. The rest of them are all evening. Yeah. And that's unluckily the only game that I can bring Austin to all year because mm. his bedtime is at seven. So yeah. I and I can't bring him out to a seven thirty game. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But well, yeah, that, that so it kind of bums me out that I can't bring my kid out to more games this year. You know, exactly right. Uh, yeah. You're you're kind of you're taking a whole segment of your audience kind of out of it if you're playing these games always at seven thirty. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know, from at first I thought it would be a good thing, and I didn't even think. About, well, I guess as a fan of the loons, I like the fact that I can walk. Okay. Most weeks out of the 34 are going to be at 7.30 local time, you know, plus or minus an hour, depending on where they're playing the game. That sounded good to me. And then, yeah, and like it, for good reason, it was brought up and like, holy cow, I'm not watching much other uh, MLS action, which is a little weird. I think it would be I in my now that I'm we're thinking about this, thanks to, you know, everybody that's brought it up on social media is I, I wish the first of all, Apple TV. Their coverage, I think, has been fantastic. I think it's it's a great product. But yeah, I wish I kind of wish it was like everything we had last year as far as game times into the Apple app. That would be fantastic. So on a Sunday afternoon, I could pull up a, a game, you know, after the Loons played last night, or maybe even on a Monday or Friday night. But you know, for the most part, that that's not an option. It's not, and it's it, we'll see what they if they change it up next year, or if they keep it the same. But uh, that, again, that's been the kind of the talk on social media a little bit. Uh, uh, guys, just... before you move, before you move on there, Tony, um, 
uh, as we have just been talking right now, Minnesota, Minnesota MNUFC 2 has just mm. won their third straight game against uh, and against the LA Galaxy tonight. Uh, they are now top of the Western Conference in the MLX Pro, MLS Next Pro. They played in LA Galaxy uh, 2? Yeah, they played so, LA Galaxy 2 and they beat them so, 2-1 tonight. So they're they're new this year. But yeah, oh, that's right. I forgot that. They started basically about the time we started uh, recording. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, there was a game, goal by, by Tanya Loase in the third minute, it looks like. Nice. nice. The Deuce. The Deuce is doing well. What I do, I will say, uh, another, uh, another good thing about uh, Apple TV, we've talked about some of the native, but I do like how we've been able to watch um, most of the 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 Deuce games on mm-hmm. Apple TV, and I I'm not sure if this one was or not. I I, I feel like it wasn't available on Apple TV, but uh, at least a handful of the first few games have been available on Apple TV. So that's been yeah, pretty- been nice. It's been nice to be able to watch those guys uh, play a little bit, um, yeah. see some some lower league stuff, and see some guys who might or will. Uh, as we've seen with Dunbar and uh, some other guys play on the uh, senior team. So, yeah. Mm. All right. Let's get into some predictions for next week's game against Orlando. Of course, like I said, it's here. Um, Orlando's coming in with a record of two, two, and two. Uh, we, of course, have a record of three, one, and two. So we're kind of, uh, kind of evenly matched, I think. Um, it's at home. It's Orlando. I'm going to say, I'll start off. I'm going to say the Loons win this one, one to nil. Go back to our old ways. We get back in our old, you know, thing after last week's Saturday's debacle. We get back into our old, you know, defensive fronts and uh, we score a goal and that's that. And the uh, fans of the game, including Connor, uh, go home happy. Sing Wonderwall for the first time. Yep. Oh, yes. 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 I guess uh, I'll go next, but just because I started. Yep. But yeah, yep. the problem is, yeah, this team, you know, has undefeated through you know, through five matches, and uh, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, their three wins had came on the road. So yeah, it, it's time for a win at home. Um, th- th- this one's an interesting one. <laughs> Like piggybacking on what we just talked about, I haven't watched a lot of uh, Orlando. I haven't seen them in action. I don't know a lot about them. I can look at their stat line and, and their points and whatnot. But uh, the, basically, be, you know, yeah, they're they're doing okay because they've gotten a couple results, uh, four results actually. But um, they've only scored five goals in in six six matches. Seems pretty similar to what Minnesota's done. So yeah, Tony, I'm piggybacking on you. I'm I'm going with a one nil win. We will yeah. sing Wonderwall, but you know, not in a not a not a not a crooked number on the board. Gotcha. All right, Connor, what's your prediction? I'm also predicting a win. I'm looking at Orlando City's uh, schedule here, and it looks like uh, Orlando is also undefeated on the road this year. Um, they don't have three wins, but uh, they went to DC and tied. They went to Tigres in the Concacaf Champions League and tied them no no. And they've also gone to Philadelphia and beat them two one. So uh, I am going to predict a win. I think that Minnesota are winning this game two one. All right. Win. Of course, we don't have David, and I didn't get his prediction from him, but I 
I'm he'd probably go like six three or something like that. No, he'd yeah. probably go with a he'd probably go with a <laughs> one nil loss, to tell you the truth. Um and that's and that's all right. Know, we, we I mean we need we need David's prediction, but I mean we need to will this team to win at home, that's for sure. Like yeah, yeah. I, especially Dave, after... you should just bet on Orlando City to win. Oh, there you, there go. you go. Although yeah. I think it's when winning. they were in was it Colorado, I, I bet on Minnesota and Minnesota won. Wasn't that's right. Crazy money line, but I, I got the win there. But yeah, I I don't know. It, especially after the last home match uh, ended with that late goal. Um, when I'm Connor, you were there. I'm sure expecting to sing the Warner Wall and celebrate a victory. So I think this club is gonna, especially after you know taking their first loss on the road, uh, as it happens. But I think this club is gonna come back and feel the energy from Allianz Field, and uh, they're gonna do what it takes to get the win. So I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, Guys, I think we're going to forego uh, history and funny story tonight because we've got yeah. the interview with Sean. That's going to make us run a little bit long today. So uh, I want everybody to listen to that one. And uh, history and uh, funny stories, I mean, they're just side notes after They'll this always podcast. be around. They'll, They'll always, always be around. Be around. Yeah. I have I mean, no fear, all those that were waiting for this podcast, simply for the cause of listening to history and funny stories. Don't worry. They'll be back. Don't worry. We've been here. I know there's a lot of you who just skip over everything about the loons just to go to those two segments. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've gotten some fan mail. I've gotten some fan mail, you know? Yeah. yeah. Great. Those DMs well, are blowing uh, up. That's the beauty yeah, of podcasts. Yeah. You can just hit that skip forward, skip forward, skip forward. Skip forward. Oh, now that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, now, talking about, now I'm talking about funny shit. Okay. Uh, and there might be somebody listening right now who are like, oh, all that sad shit about the loons. I want to hear something funny. Well, too bad. Because yeah. that's bad. not happening. Well, that's why, you know, tonight was great. We we were able to have Sean on, you know, and, mm-hmm. and have that great interview. And then, you know, that kind of takes away, you know, that, that actually makes us totally listenable. And so if yeah. you're still listening after we talked about the loss, then good on you. Appreciate yeah. it. Good on yeah. You. Thank yep. you. Yep. yep. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we get the heck out of here? Um, no, not yeah, for me. No, I think we're no. good. Yeah. All right. Once, once again, for all of us, uh, happy Easter to those who celebrate. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go loons! Go loons! Go loons.